0: Welcome to Arts District, the podcast. My name is Sterling Shea. Today, I had Allie and Chris from Altered Shakespeare come over to my humble abode, my humble home studio, and um, talk about this amazing Shakespeare troupe that they started in Dallas. Um, If you have not seen this new wave of Shakespeare, it's popping up all over the nation. It's Shakespeare in bars, coffee shops, found spaces. The artists keep production value very low by wearing the clothes off of their back, making their own props, doing all of the things. And it is so much fun. I highly recommend you find a troupe like this in your city if you're not in Dallas. They're, they're literally everywhere. Um, you'll have a blast and a half, I promise. So this is Ali and Chris, and listen to the whole episode because I got them to reveal what is next for Altered Shakespeare. I'm super excited.
1: My name is Ali Mims, and I am one of the founders of Altered Shakespeare, and I'm a,
2: a co-producer. Cool. Uh, my name is Chris Sanders and I am also a founding member, um, though Ally, like spearheaded, essentially the whole thing, <laughs> um, uh, basically reached out to me and was like, hey, I'm starting a Shakespeare company, you want to join? I was like, yes, please. <laughs> um, I uh, am a dramaturg um, and director.
0: Awesome. Allie, can you tell me about, like, the birth of Altered Shakespeare and the origins of it? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So, Altered Shakespeare started, I think, like, October, I guess, or September, maybe? We had our first, like, tentative meeting, and it really started because we love Shakespeare, but also we—and we've all worked with Shakespeare companies around town, and— done the thing, but we weren't super satisfied with the roles that we were getting and the opportunities. And we saw these smaller Shakespeare companies popping up. And even with those, we also felt like, um, as people of color, as women, we were being shut out. And so we were kind of spurred on by this woman who's no longer with us, but... Uh, she thought the same thing she came to Dallas she saw some Shakespeare and was like you know why is it so white though like Mm -hmm. this is so cool what people are doing but like where are all the black people yeah and so she sort of acted as the catalyst um that I was like hey I know some people let me call up Chris and Clue and Sean and all these other people and um try to get something going because yeah why aren't we doing this um so that's how it started
0: Awesome. And then your inaugural show was mm-hmm. Too Genuine. hmm What was the, how did you, did you just call your friends and say, let's do it? Or did mm-hmm. you have an audition
1: process? No, yeah, we just called people. Yeah. that time. I mean, we reached out to a bunch of people. And at first it was just kind of a pool of actors, like, It was me and the director mostly, I think, just texting people we knew, like, hey, do you want to be in this? And then once we had, you know, 12 actors or so, we were just like, okay, what parts are they going to play? And we just distributed them. Um, Sean Gann directed it. So he really, like, had the final say in casting, but it really was, we just picked people we knew and trusted and created a pool and we're like, okay, where can we put them in this show? What made you want to do Two Gentlemen? Um... A lot of different things. It doesn't get done very often. Um, we wanted to do something that hadn't been done by any theater company within mm. the last, like, three years. Yeah. And I've, I've never seen Two Gentlemen done. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it live. So, and that was, I think, the case for a lot of people. Um, so that was one reason. And we also liked the idea of having a lot of really fun secondary characters So that if you weren't playing one of the romantic leads, you still had a chance to play one of the really cool clown servant people. They weren't just servants or maids. Like, they all had their own story. And so Mm -hmm. there were so many different storylines and so many different, like, um, good parts, I think. And that's one of the big reasons why we chose it, too.
0: Cool. And, yeah, I feel like um, I got here and I was new to the scene, but I pretty quickly heard about Altered Shakespeare so, I just gotta say, you guys did a really great job with like marketing the show and rocking <laughs> yeah. it out. And I, I mean, like, you just sold it very well. And like, you guys came out with a bank, and mm-hmm. it was awesome. Um, what's next? Okay,
1: so do we, we I, when does this
0: come out again? Sorry. It's gonna come out February 3rd. So, not tomorrow, but next Monday.
1: Okay. I mean, I think we can talk about the show. And we can tease um, it a little.
0: Like, you have you have to listen to the episode, too.
1: Yeah. Um, I think we can talk about it. Let's let's talk about it okay. um, and just say we're finalizing stuff at the venues, which is true. We, okay. We haven't locked down the venues, so we don't want to be like, we're performing this day, this day. Okay. Um, but we've picked the show and yeah. everything. Chris yeah. directing. So I'll let you talk about it.
2: Okay. Um, so we've chosen Comedy Bears. Awesome. Um, it's, uh, it's a play that I love dearly, um, and I don't know, uh, I was talking to Jordan, and she was saying that, like, she loves it, and it's, like, done quite often, particularly around here, but, um, back home where I'm from, people sort of look down on it, (laughs) um, and it might have to do with the fact that it's, like, one of Shakespeare's first plays. Mm but I don't know, there's, there's something about, for me, the battles with the sense of identity, um, with the sense of belonging, mm. of the fact that you have these two brothers that find out, or these two men that find out that they have brothers that look just like them mm-hmm. somewhere out there in the world. And they're like oh my god there's literally another half of me i must find them yeah um or at least if they perished in the sea find out what potentially happened to them um and so everything that sort of develops in terms of the love that a father has for his son and this sort of adopted child in a sense um the Belong, uh, the belonging that um, Antiphilus and Dromeo of Syracuse seek um, to find their other brothers, and just the chaos that ensues. It <laughs> <is, laughs> because <laughs> um, it's also uh, a thing of um, not only a sense of belonging, but also what does one have a right to? Mm-hmm. Um, the confusion that the... Um, show me an at that Syracuse have when suddenly everyone's just like, this belongs to you, you owe us this. Um, you're with this person, but you want to be with this person. And it's just like, don't, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just, uh, there's, there's just something about it. It's so simple um, and so chaotic, but what makes it hilarious is the reality of the panic of, like, what what would any of us do if we, like, went to a new city and suddenly all these people are like, hey, I know you, and they're like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me. Um, and then to, like, fall in love with someone and then be told, ooh, you can't be with them because you're supposed to be with somebody else. Um, like, what, what that does to a person. Mm. So playing with um, all of those different elements of okay. I have
0: to do. So being a company that has kind of the, you throw out tradition and that's a big part of Altered Shakespeare. What would you be looking for
2: in auditions? Oh, um, for me, for the most part, it is, coming down to who can play the reality of a situation, mm-hmm. um, despite all of the like... Absurdity. Yes, mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is the the one thing that I often find troubling with any type of comedy, that people will play the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, the hilarity is the seriousness in the chaos Mm -hmm. um so there's that aspect of it and then honestly it just comes down to who gives me the best auditions yeah um i have like some ideas in terms of like i know that i do not want uh both sets of twins to be male Mm -hmm. um and then i've been Tackling back and forth between whether or not I want um, a Geon, their father, uh, the father of the <laughs> that's that as it's called, uh, whether or not I want it to be played by a woman or a man. Mm-hmm. I haven't quite decided that yet. So that's one of those things that's like up in the air. Sure. Will likely come down to who can give me the best audition.
0: Yeah. I think there's an interview with Will Arnett and. The interviewer says something along the lines of like, oh, as a comedic actor. And he was like, I don't think of myself as a comedic actor because to my character, it's not there's nothing funny about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I just always think of arrested development when he's <laughs> doing the magician stuff. Yes. And I'm like, yes, he's taking it so seriously. Yes. And that's why it's so dang funny. Yeah. Um, it's so great. Yeah, something I really admired when I got to see two gentlemen was just like everyone was doing everything. Like, Allie was, like, selling tickets and then jumping (laughs) to the bar and then doing the house speech and then performing a role and then going back to the bar. And, like, everyone was, like, helping each other get dressed and, like, okay, hold this and swap with this. And, okay, now can you go man the bar? And I was just like, wow. Mm -hmm. And it was just this... It was very, like... It kind of mirrored theater itself where it's just, Mm -hmm. like, you're just juggling all these things and it's working very in synchronization and it was awesome. Um do you guys like delegate
1: roles and like administrative roles within the theater? <laughs> we did we tried like <laughs> we learned a lot from the first show yeah and we learned that certain roles we didn't need and certain roles we really needed. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have a stage manager for the first show and That was really hard because we, it was just whoever was available, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was little things like, you know, no one was there to write down the blocking. And with that, it's kind of like, okay, well take responsibility for yourself. But it's also like, who's gonna make sure the prop gets over here? Who's gonna help me with my quick change? Because we don't have like just an extra stage hand. And so it was really collaborative and coming out on the other end and like doing our postmortem, it was very much like, okay, we really could have used a stage manager. We could have used one more person at the ticket booth. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do want to, some of these roles we do think of as like company members and they would be paid like, like we were, like we were paid, but other ones like, um, are definitely volunteer, but we didn't advertise it as much, but we had a volunteer show up. Um, so If you're interested in seeing the show for free or anything, we're definitely going to have, like, those usher positions and someone to man the bar if it is a situation where we can sell alcohol um, or give it away for a donation. Uh, uh, We definitely will have more volunteer positions available because it was was really just the need of it. Yeah. We don't have... Parking here, people have to park across the street. Bobby, go direct traffic. You know, yeah. to get people over there, and yeah, the, there's a wine Allie, Go help sell tickets. So it re- it was a lot of um, like trial by fire. Action. Yeah, but it, it was that's what's great about working with your friends and working with people you trust is that it was very much like we have a problem. Oh, I know Bobby's free; he can go do that. I know that Chris is here tonight, and she's only in the audience, but I know that she'll go help and do this. Um, so it was a lot of that and um I think we all worked really well together yeah because I'm, I'm just glad you said that because to me it was like I was running around with my head cut off yeah and like so to hear someone be like oh you guys collaborated so well you guys were all helping yes. each other I'm like yeah, I, yes we were we <laughs> and were. it was
0: very civil the whole time <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I will say that did
1: not good there's no fighting um even um like problems that we had come up yeah we had a lot of councils, I guess, a lot of yeah. messages, a lot of like, OK, let's talk about like what we're
0: on. Yeah. And that's probably easier to do when you're in the spirit of like, I care about this project yes. and we're serving something mm-hmm. bigger than ourselves mm-hmm. than yeah. like, but the donors and the audience, yes. like right. it's when you can th- throw that out and just focus on the purpose that Altered Shakespeare is there to serve, it's. Mm-hmm. A lot more cohesive. Yeah. Yes.
2: Well, because it is one of the things about like being a troupe. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yes, and I love that word. I'm so glad. Like, said that. like a troupe versus a company with mm-hmm. like a specific house. Like, it is very much a hands-on. Um, we do like things on stage as well as the things backstage. Yeah. Um, if there were costumes, then we would be like sewing them ourselves. <laughs> if we had a set, we would be building it and knocking it down. Mm-hmm. It's, almost like, it's almost like a touring company in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is like, as you said, with the fact that it was a love for a project, there were so many people who were involved who were just excited for the opportunity mm-hmm. um, to work on... Um, one, to just do theater. Yeah. Um, and then two, to, like, get a chance to, like, sink their teeth into Shakespeare as well. Um, in a way that, like, a lot of people hadn't had the opportunity mm-hmm. before. And so, like, there were some people, it was the first time that they had worked on a, like, full-length production. Yeah. Um, and so that was an exciting moment for for everybody involved.
0: Good. Yeah. Um, you guys had a really wonderful clown and (laughs) it was so much fun um and i see a lot of people in dallas do clowning Mm -hmm. like as the
1: art Mm -hmm. is there a training ground for that out here or i don't know but there is there are definitely classes because i know is taking classes um there are some like older clowns in town. Like Ashley Wood. Yeah, and they, they, they teach. Uh, I don't know that Ashley I does, Yeah, I don't know but I don't know he's definitely
2: a <laughs> clown Now
1: that I'm thinking about it, I don't know where they learn it. Because there are, I mean, like, because like, Jeff Colangelo, also like mm-hmm. big clowner, and like, it, it's part of like, a big part of like m- the movement theater, yes. I guess, and is, yeah. you know, is yeah. clowning. And... I don't know where they learn it. They're so good. And a lot of them are house, hospital clowns. Like, it's it's really cool. I mean, there
2: is a, a place. So uh, there's Bill Lenfelder and his son. Um, like, Bill trained as a clown for, like, years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think ever, like, officially, officially, but just, like, worked with circuses and traveled the world and all that stuff. Um his son, I believe, also works with like a circus um, uh, type scenario in the DFW area. And they also give classes where people could also take like, you have an option of taking like aerial classes mm-hmm. um, and like acrobat work. And then you can also like train in cloning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know um, Sarah um, Roseberger also um, teaches clown work as well. Mm-hmm. She actually mm-hmm. Train in France um, in it, and I know she'll try and bring aspects to it whenever she works on. Yeah, um, any other productions, particularly any like comedic productions, mm-hmm. um, like Shakespeare, Dallas,
0: and the like. Yeah, my husband, when he was in grad school, his teacher he had a clown class, mm-hmm, and his mm-hmm. teacher had like literally written a textbook on the art of clowning Mm -hmm. and so I saw one of his clown shows and I was like oh this is not because I heard clowning and I went is this what we're spending our money on is this why we moved across the country (laughs) um (laughs) and but it was it was so much more than that it was like very rooted in movement and they Mm -hmm. all like developed their own clown Mm -hmm. and so they have their clown that no matter what show or what the circumstances is the same Mm -hmm. character it was just so it was so fascinating and we were talking the other day about how all every time the clown appears in shakespeare it is Mm -hmm. supposed to be the same clown like the same gesture yes like it is the same actor and the same thing Mm -hmm. i just thought that was Hmm. so interesting
2: Two, but like, because <laughs> there, there were, there were some like, I mean, in the span of time in which he wrote, yeah, they're, they're like likely they would be like, a younger clown versus like a mm-hmm. clown sort of situation, but it was just like these are two guys.
1: This is um, a true guy. I mean, yeah, it's very much like, oh, you need a part, like, yeah, I guess I'll write you another clown <laughs> part. <Like>,
0: yeah, <laughs> um, can you talk about? The logistics, I think there's a lot of people in Dallas who are in a similar position where they're like, I just want to work and I'll get my hands on it in any way that I can. Like, the logistics of Mm -hmm. getting a play and getting people together and calling a venue and saying, will you
1: have us? Yeah, I think a lot of, like, a lot of how we got stuff was just asking. Like, just ask people, tell them about your mission. And people are interested because there are venues that are empty a lot of the night of mm-hmm. the week and they're like oh you want to come in on a monday and you'll and bring 200 yeah 150 people like of course you know and so it was it it was really interesting to see the different types of venues that were open to it and you know everyone from like a nightclub to a coffee shop was like sure you can come in on monday night and so i think people um if you're thinking about reaching out to a venue but you're Like nervous, just know that they want people there and they want new exciting things to happen. So if you have an hour, ninety-minute show that's clowning or music or anything, you know they're they're probably going to be open to it. Um, If you have a solid idea, that was another thing. Like it was it was when we came in like with our mission statement and when we were confident about it, like this is what we want to do. People got interested in it Mm. because they liked the message behind it right. as well as the fact that oh you're gonna be doing good theater, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really like we want to encourage people to do it. We do not we wanna we want there to be so many more troops. Mm-hmm. You know, right now we have like three and oh there's another one that those people from SMU what is what oh my God, I just I'm, I feel so bad because I just met this guy like two nights in a row. I, I, I can't remember what the freaking Shakespeare company called. But these people who graduated SMU went to New York and they came back, they're starting a like, similar thing. Uh, they're uh, doing Romeo uh, and Juliet right now.
2: Oh, oh! Um, oh fair, fair Assembly? Fair
1: Assembly. Fair there we Assembly. Go. Uh, fair Assembly. So now there's four, I guess. Um, and so I really want more people yeah. to join in. Like The more, the merrier. And Shakespeare's free. You yeah. have to pay for the yes. price. Um, That's another yeah. reason why a lot of like scrappy theater companies do it. Um, you can find the scripts online for free, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you can cut it as much mm-hmm. as you want. You could change as much as you want. Shakespeare's dead, yes. it, it doesn't matter. Um, there are no rules, rules. <laughs> um,
2: i'm gonna come to you.
1: Yeah, I, and so it's really like, if you want if you like Shakespeare and you can also do it with other shows, there are a lot of shows that are in the public domain mm-hmm. um, and a lot of one acts. And if you do local playwrights, you can usually, you know, pay them like 50 bucks mm-hmm. and they'll let you do it. So if you find a show like that where you don't have to pay for the rights, it's really just getting the right group of people together. Cause it, It's scrappy and it's very low budget and it's guerrilla theater, but it's so fun. And it's really like, as long as you have a passion, you can do it. Like, Mm -hmm. anyone can do this. Like, it was kind of surprising to me. I don't want to say it was easy, but I was just like, through the whole process, I was like, I can't believe we're doing this. They're willing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't believe people are letting us perform. I can't believe people are buying tickets. I can't believe people showed up. Like, it was so insane to me. And so that's why I'm really like, anyone can do this. Like, if I could do it, like, you could do it,
2: you know? I think what was also um, a key thing, and this is something that has actually been coming up a lot um, in conversations that I've been having with people, is also the fact that like in our name, it's like altered Shakespeare. And so people are like, ooh, how is this gonna be different? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the <laughs> like, so can't see. <laughs> um, basically I did a little like shimmy the little duration of my forecast. Circle <laughs> um, for those like visual artists. I am sorry because yeah. I don't have the dance term for it. Um But uh the, the thing for us, um, for Altered Shakespeare in particular, is that we have predominantly uh, POC, people of color, um, and then we're also a very, like, LGBT-friendly mm-hmm. um, and, like, also LGBT-run uh, mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it also goes into terms of, like, representation of um there are like people who would come in um some complete strangers that are like it's exciting to see somebody that looks like me mm-hmm. it's exciting to see um an asian american like performing in like a featured role mm-hmm. it's exciting to see a latin american man speaking English but, like, with an accent mm-hmm. and not being too to mask their own. Yes, yes, in some way. Um, it, it harkens back to oh, gosh. Um, I want to say it was uh, somebody took their father, their older immigrant father, I think he was probably from Mexico, to see um, Star Wars. Star oh, Wars with Rebel, yes. Rebel One. Yes. And... Um, having this lead male character speak in his accent, mm-hmm. and it brought this man to tears. Yes,
0: um, he was like, "I can't believe they let him, him do that." Do
2: that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to to have that for people, um, I think it's like really exciting here yeah, yeah. to get the the representation um, out there. Yeah, um, both in terms of like women in lead roles. Um, People of color and
0: LGBTQ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so touching. And it's like, why not? Like you said, Mm -hmm. Shakespeare's not around to say no. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) for so long, we've just operated in these rules of like, well, everyone else did it like this. So Mm -hmm. it has to be this way. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, no, it doesn't. (laughs) And welcome to Dallas and, you know lay out your blanket and have a seat and we'll show you mm-hmm. it's super cool can you talk about m- moving from venue to venue and having these unique kind of like alley spaces mm-hmm. or found spaces what blocking looks like or how mm-hmm. you might approach blocking or lack thereof
2: or yeah. <laughs> um well what what i think will be potentially helpful is uh um, once we solidify our venues, um, having an idea of the spaces so mm-hmm. that we know, like, what we can work with um, and what is possible in order to be played with. Because that's one of the things is that I I actually have a history of uh, working with Shakespeare in found spaces uh, before uh, when I was in New Jersey, I worked with a theater company based out of New York called Accidental Shakespeare where we had a sort of like similar thing mm-hmm. um, except that we rehearse uh, about like four times, four or five times over a span of a month um, and then meet together and put on the actual production. With this company, they give you a script a month in advance, your role, and then they're like, cool, see you in a month. Yeah. Um, and then there's this whole game that's played about like, and if you mess up your lines three times, you get to put on this board that says, I'm an idiot, you can't do your <laughs> line, you don't have to make drinks. Um But uh with with that it was one of the things of um there was no staging. So you just sort of like, right. Well, I know I have to enter.
0: Someone's okay. gonna meet me on stage person. and meet
2: yeah. Me <laughs> Um, and so with that, it'll. I will try and be mindful of tracking, um, like, where certain people have to bring in certain things. So mm-hmm. you can have you exit stage left and then have you enter back that way so that you can, like, bring in right. these different things. Um or if you have like a pocket and you're like, well, I exited with it stage right last time, but I exited like stage left the second time, but I'm coming back on left, and so what do I do now? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you could like put this ring or whatever it is in your pocket, do that. Mm-hmm. Um or we'll find somebody with like a satchel who can like carry it on the other side, bring it to you that way. Um Yeah, that's one of the, also one of the things about uh Shakespeare and the fact that he doesn't have specific, like, mm-hmm. staging that way. Is mm-hmm. that... We'll figure it out as we, mm-hmm. as we go.
0: Right. It seems like this style of Shakespeare that's popping up, that's very immersive and mm-hmm. found space and kind of feeds off the rowdiness of the people yeah. around mm-hmm. you is, like, how it was meant to be mm-hmm. performed. And somewhere along the way, it got very stuffy and mm-hmm. elitist. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> um you know 80 to 100 dollars a ticket and Mm -hmm. people are like no like hello groundlings and um it's very cool to see that coming back what sounds like all over the nation Mm -hmm. um the first time I saw it and the first time it started happening to me on stage like everyone having their phone out and I had (laughs) this like Clutch my pearls moment where I was like, "You can't, you can't do that," and I'm like, "Oh no!" But like, we're letting that go, and like, people can Instagram story the show that they're in and help you market Mm -hmm. and still enjoy the show at the same. Like, you can walk and chew gum at the same time, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of cool that people are like, "Yeah, the phones are very regular, Mm -hmm. getting up to get a drink's very regular, and." Mm-hmm. It, I think for a while we were taught as actors, like it's disrespectful to you. Yeah, and it's like exactly. No, just let people go get their margarita. and mm-hmm. You're
1: gonna survive it's, and yeah, make them enjoy it. More. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're gonna enjoy this play a lot less if I say you have to sit down and be quiet
2: for an hour and do
1: yeah. you have to Sit down and be quiet for another hour.
2: Like, Don't move. Like, that's boring. Yeah, <laughs> And like I I understand to a degree in terms of like. The cell phone, but like like Broadway productions, mm-hmm. in which like the playwrights still alive. Yes. there are like designers that have like spent like huge yeah. budgets, mm-hmm. um, and then to like not have um, some like high school director steal see it see that yeah. production take yeah. pictures and then like read out the whole thing <laughs> yeah and be, be like, like look I'm a but
0: local genius
2: okay.
1: yeah. yeah oh my <laughs> god my old professor?
2: there are way too many that do it um what is so great again going back to the fact that Shakespeare is in the free domain like and a lot of our costumes are just what people wore from home, so yes. yeah. there's no there's no set there's to no steal. Design. There's no design of like, how dare you steal my outfit? Actually, no, take a picture of the outfit. Yeah. You want, I I'm look not, amazing. Okay, right? Yes, um, copy it for yourself. This is your um, Antipholus of Ephesus look. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> um, uh Having having the ability to share one's moments, um, and also the ability to show that Shakespeare is fun. Yes. Like the this,
1: like seeing people's Instagram stories from that night. I'm like, oh my god, it looks like they're having so much fun, right. and they're like, Celeste is so funny, and oh my god, yeah. look at Clue, and like, oh, I just I love them together. Like yeah, couples. I'm like, oh my god, like you guys are enjoying it, and you're following the story,
2: obviously, yeah. because you yeah. know what's going on,
1: and you're making these cute stories about
2: yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Well, because um, for. For, for me, uh, the thing that I love so much about um, altered Shakespeare and the fact that we're able to, like, share these stories, um, we're able to make it accessible to all types of people, um, and then we're also able to get people out of that, like, stuffy mindset idea that, like, oh, this can only be done by certain people, this can only be seen mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. certain people, of a certain like socioeconomic bracket mm-hmm. um, and that it's like something that, oh my simple working class mind would never be able to understand. Yeah. It's just like, no, like yeah. his stories are actually Fairly simple. Yeah. Like the language can be complex. Yeah. But luckily, we've got lexicon and Shakespeare's words to help with that. Um, but once you get the like understanding of what some of the more archaic meanings mm-hmm. mean, uh, archaic archaic phrases mean, then you're like, oh, yes, this man is dirty. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's like filthy. Yeah. And also kind of. Yeah. Um and so being able to to play with that, um, like the the joy that I got when um uh certain like things would happen and like hearing the audience's reactions of like <gasps> Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Like yes. You're like, oh, but like, how could right. he do that? I'm like, I know, right?
0: Like, I, um, yeah, and when you have a great actor that understands the text, that's all it takes because their action and their physicality will kind of spoon feed anything that the audience was missing, if they were missing anything yes. at all, um, which is so much fun. So, how can people keep up with Altered Shakespeare, audition, support? donate go see shows
1: um so we're on instagram and facebook altered shakespeare or altered dot shakespeare you can find us that way um we also have an email altered Info at gmail and we're going to be doing auditions soon <laughs> and they'll be by submission like video submission okay um so if you have any questions or you want some preliminary um Info before we actually announce auditions, you can email us, DM us on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh yeah, I'd say just stay tuned. We we announce everything on Instagram and Facebook, so if you're following us on one of those, you'll see it.
0: Um yeah. Awesome. Any closing remarks, anything we didn't hit that you wanna hit?
1: I don't know. Come come see Shakespeare. (laughs) See all the Shakespeare. I love all the Shakespeare
0: that's going on in Dallas. Yes, me too. It is, we were, Chris and I were just talking about outside how it's such a small community Mm -hmm. and there's very small circles, but it's at the same time plenty big enough Mm -hmm. for several dozen companies to exist. So keep, yeah, keep making it. And I'm so glad you guys started this and... I can't wait to see more. Yay! Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. So thank cool. you for coming to my coffee
2: table. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. Alright, everybody. That was Allie and Chris of Altered Shakespeare. Wow, they are just two of the freaking coolest human beings. Um, I really admire their work ethic and this passion that's behind this troupe Um, it's really exciting if you want to keep up with altered shakespeare if you want to audition for comedy of errors can you believe that they just gave me that little nugget and I just feel so lucky Um, if you want to hear more about altered shakespeare audition go to a show go follow them on instagram or facebook so you can keep up you can get the latest And if you enjoyed this conversation, if you are liking this podcast so far, do me a huge favor. I know you know what I'm about to ask. Please go rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, especially if you leave a written review. It really helps other people find out about the podcast. And then I can keep going. I can keep trucking. I can keep making these episodes. That would be magical. All right. I hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time.